Welcome to Paycor's Need to Know podcast. It's our quick look at a single subject in the world of HR, payroll, and every area of employee management. It's what you need to know. Alex, thank you very much for being here. You are with Paycor's marketing department, and your expertise is the world of digital. That's correct, Steve. Okay, so you're helping Paycor with our online presence, and your experiences, your knowledge, you can, this can be applied to any size business. Everybody, everybody with a business needs to be online. Oh, yeah, exactly. I mean, think about your own consumer behavior, right? If, if someone's not online in their business, do you feel that they're a credible business? Eh, probably not as much. So, yes, the web is a central part of any business's strategy, no matter how small, how large, or what industry. You've got to have a presence on the web. So the web has evolved and continues to evolve. What was it like 10 years ago? What's it like today? What's going to happen for businesses 10 years from now? Yeah, so the web is its a fun space to be in. It's changing every single day. There's new technologies popping up every single second. There's new startups that are making buzz in the industry. So when we talk about the web 10 years ago, uh, the web was still kind of new. Uh, Google was not this crazy multi-billion dollar alphabet conglomerate that it is today. Back in you know 2005, 2006, all you needed was just the website. And there were very basic things you could do to kind of game the search engines and get yourself to rank then. Fast forward to 2016, you need much more than just a website. You have to have your website. You have to be on social media. You have to watch your online reviews on Yelp, on Google. You have to have inbound links from all these different directory sites. You may need to be on Snapchat, depending on what your business is. So when we look at the web, uh, really just the volume of content that's out there has increased tremendously that there's so much noise in order to actually make an impact you need to be different you need to be stand you need to stand out but you need to be there all right so i'm a small business uh let's pretend i'm a small business and i could be a law firm i could be a house painter i still need to have a comprehensive web presence and what do i need to do to make sure because i just having a website's not enough because it's not going to show up in search results. And it's, it's, it's kind of all about what shows up in the search results, right? Because this is how people buy today. Exactly, yeah. And for the search results, I mean, think about how many times have you gone to the fifth page of Google? Never. <laughs> so if you're not on page one or page two of Google, you might as well not be on the web at all. So when we talk about a comprehensive web presence, even when we think of just your website, the web isn't just on a desktop PC anymore. We carry the web with us in our pockets, on our phones, even on our watches now. So when you think about your website, have you ever looked at your own website on your phone? What does your website look like on a mobile device? What does it look like on a tablet? There's things that you can do to your website to design it in a way that no matter what type of browser you're on, it's going to be an optimal feel, an optimal size. You're not going to have to pinch to zoom. So mobile is becoming a big part of your overall digital strategy. Google has said that mobile searches have surpassed desktop searches. That means more people are searching on their phones than they are on their PCs. Voice search is becoming bigger and bigger. When you think about how you talk to Siri, you're not just talking in two words phrases, you're asking questions, you're asking sentences, and Google's deciphering those and then putting up 
relevant results. So the web is a fast-moving space. It's becoming more and more intelligent and quicker every single minute. So I'm, I've got my website, and I've got my face page, and I've got, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, Instagram is still pretty social, right? Yeah. And depending on your business, maybe on Instagram, mm -hmm. if you're like a craftsperson or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, but there's Yelp, and, and mm -hmm. I can, I can, I can, I need to be on there and influencing the search results there. But if I'm a house painter, I get paid to paint houses. At some point, I might want to consider outsourcing this. If I do, mm -hmm. what do I look for? What, what, what do I search for on Google to find mm -hmm. out who can help me with this? Sure. So depends on what you're looking for. So most, most marketing, digital marketing consultants, they need to be well-versed in search engine optimization. They need to know social media because they go hand-in-hand hand nowadays. So when you're talking about what do I need to do after my website, I would say that depending on your industry, you, you got to be on some form of social media and looking at where the numbers are, Facebook is the most popular by far. So no matter what type of business you have, Facebook, you're probably going to make sense to be on Facebook in some degree. Unless you have a very visual business, Pinterest and Instagram may not be best for you, but those are other options. So when thinking about how can you find someone to help you with this, first place to go, not your yellow pages, I would say you can do a few different local searches, meaning you can look for, I'm in Cincinnati, Ohio, Cincinnati SEO firms, Cincinnati What's marketing SEO? agents. Great question, so I apologize for speaking in acronyms. SEO stands for Search Engine Optimization. So I wanna look for name of my town, S as in Sam, yep. E-O, agencies. Exactly. Yep. Right. Okay. So usually if you do that, if they're a good SEO agency, they should show up <laughs> in those first 10 results, right, Steve? So basically, if they don't show up, perhaps that's an indicator not to go with them. Exactly. Exactly. And that SEO firm should not only specialize in SEO, they should also know about social media. They should also have an idea about the local media within your market. Because one big component within SEO, search engine optimization, is not just the text on your page, but also who's linking to you, who's talking about you. So in order to get those links, you may need to have someone doing outreach, telling people about your business, telling people about what you're doing in the community. Because if you're a painter, people may not want to write about just painting, but if you have some innovative ways that you can use paint or different painting ideas for different rooms, different fundraisers, if you work with Habitat for Humanity. These are all pieces that people could want to write about and link back to your website. And these local searches, I mean, people use Yelp to find restaurants, but it's also local businesses as well. Oh, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, I mean, reviews is huge online. Uh, for anything, no matter what it is, if there's a star rating, people are looking for those stars. If you don't have any stars, they question whether or not people even use you at all. What's interesting is, even when we look at businesses with maybe there's a one star rating, if they look at how that business responds to those one stars and they see that they're engaging with their clients, even their unhappy ones, they say, hey, I get it, you can have a bad day, they're human, but at least they're taking the time and attention to respond and try to resolve that issue. So yeah, reviews are big. Google even has their own review service. So if you Google your name, 
And if you see your business show up on the right side, Google your name. Usually there'll be a little map that'll show up. It may have the name of your business, may have your hours of operation. There should be an area that someone could write a review. If you have less than five reviews, you won't have any stars on Google specifically. So in order to get stars on Google, to see those nice visuals, you need to have at least five reviews. So generally, if you're a new business starting out, you don't have any reviews, I tell people go to Google first and try to get your clients to review you on Google to get those first five stars, and then you can try to move to some other platforms. So if I'm a dry cleaner, I'm a house painter, um, somebody comes into my dry cleaning store, somebody looks up at the house and says, man, fantastic job. 20 years ago, I would have said, thank you. Today, I should be saying, thank you. Please go online, Yelp, Google, and tell others. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, and, and usually I would give them one option. So when you give them too many options, you give that analysis paralysis. They don't know what to do. So I would say focus on one of those sites. If you don't have any reviews on Google, start there. Once you get your five reviews, you get five stars, then move to Yelp. And you, what you can even do is within your business card, maybe the back of it, you just have, hey, review us on Yelp, and you have the URL there. I've even done it where on some small business websites, I've created a page that had testimonials, but at the top of the page, there was a link to their Yelp page, to their Google Plus page. So you just give them, go to this page, whatever, yourbusiness.com slash reviews, leave us a review there. That's a great way to try to get those happy customers to give you those reviews. Okay, this sounds like a great way to build local business. But as my business grows, I want the area that I uh, work in to grow as well. How do I use my web presence to expand my business area beyond the, the zip codes I'm in right now? Sure, yeah. So a lot of what quote-unquote local search is, one big part of that puzzle is proximity. So if I have a physical address in Cincinnati, it's going to be more likely that I'll rank for searches that are done within Cincinnati. So Google can infer your location even if you don't type in painters in Cincinnati. If you just type in painting services and it knows your IP address is in Cincinnati, it'll show you only Cincinnati results. Now if I'm in Columbus, Ohio and I type in painting services, it'll only show me those Columbus local businesses. So let's say that I'm a painter and you know what, I'm fine putting miles on my car, I have my main office in Cincinnati, Ohio, but I'm willing to go up to Columbus. It will be harder for you if you do not have a physical presence in Columbus to rank for painting services in Columbus. You can try to get around that. So within the search results, if you type in painting services, there will be a map that will show up. That map is largely based on proximity. So unless you're in Columbus, you're probably not going to show up in that map. But there's 10 links below that map. So if you didn't have a physical location in Columbus, but you still wanted to serve that area, my recommendation would be to create a Columbus-focused page on your website. So let's say you have your main website, you have an about page, maybe you have a locations area of your website, service locations, something of that nature. You would need to create a painting services in Columbus page on your website. So that content would need to be talking about whatever your core business keyword is, plus the location. Not in a spammy way. I don't want to see painter in Columbus 30 times on the page. 
search engines get that. So you still need to write for the user. But that additional page sounds like a really inexpensive way to quickly expand the, your business locations online and start building up contacts there. It, it would. Um, one, one thing to point out with that, just one page may not do it. So my recommendation is you create that local services page, but another big part of the web is you need to have fresh content. So if you have a website, your website stays the same, none of the content updates within a year, you may not have as easy of a time to rank as someone that may have a blog or they have some sort of a resource article page where they're constantly adding new content a couple times a month. So if you had that local Columbus page, even though you don't have a Columbus address, my recommendation would be create some of these blog posts that's talking about events in Columbus. Maybe these are things that you're doing when you're in that area and then link back to that Columbus services page. So you're gonna need to give those search engines more signals than just the one page that you're in Columbus. So it is a little bit, it's an inexpensive way to do it, but it's not a quick, easy thing with just one page. Okay, somebody told me about Google My Business, and what is that? <laughs> Great question. So uh, the first thing I would do is, is to literally Google your business first. So type in the name of your business, see what comes up. This is what your consumers are going to do when they hear about you. If you have a referral, they're going to type your business name in. What comes up? Based on that, it may show you that, hey, Yelp is the third listing and you have a one-star Yelp review. My recommendation would be try to get all of your happy clients to recommend you on Yelp. But to your specific question, literally Google My Business is a service that Google offers. And this is how you can get... Is it with, free? It is free. Well, it is free, right? Exactly. So literally go to your computer, type in Google My Business. This is where you would actually create or claim your Google Plus page. So this is the engine that feeds the Google Maps portion. So when you Google painting services, that map three listing pack shows up, Google My Business pages are feeding that. So that's definitely the first thing that you'll need to do. Claim that page in order to do so. You'll need to create your listing, add your address, add your phone number. It needs to be a local area code. So you can't use an 800 number for Google+. It needs to be a regular local area code. And then once you do that, Google's going to ask you to verify this address. So you can either verify it by traditional mail or you can do it via phone. And if you do it through the phone, Google will send an automated phone call to you. You'll just have to simply press two or three prompts and then that will be claimed for you. Excellent. Uh, it, it's some work and it's, it's not work that you get paid for but it's work that will get you more business that you will get paid for. Exactly. And, and what I'm hearing is that this is not a one and done. Uh, new content needs to be provided. You have to ask customers to add more links to you, you know, new pages on your website. So this is an ongoing thing. So just as you schedule, I don't know, maintenance around your building or whatever, this is part of your maintenance of your business. Exactly. It, it is. And it's, it's really should be the lifeblood of, your marketing strategy really needs to center around online. Your customers online, if you're not online engaging with them, you're missing out. Okay, so what are, we always ask this, what are three things a person should do today to get their web presence on target? And let, you know, let's assume, we can assume they have a website, 
Yep. All right. What three things should they be doing today? Got it. So I would say claim your Google My Business page. So go to Google My Business, either create or claim, because it could be out there already just from the web. Claim that page. Next, I would do a Google search for your address and phone number, because there could be past businesses that have had that address. There could be listings on yellowpages.com. You'll need to clean up those what are called citations. So those listings out there on the web that just kind of sit there that have your name and address, that feeds into Google and other search engines. So even if you did step one, created your Google My Business page, it looked great, had all your right information. If 30 other websites out there had the wrong information, Google may switch your results to that wrong information. So second would be just to Google your own information and make sure that everything on the web is up to date. Third would be get those reviews. So if you don't have any reviews on Google, reach out to those happy clients, get those five stars, which is five reviews at a minimum, and then work on Yelp after that. Those would be those first three things I would do to get you on track from a local search ranking perspective. And you can either budget some time to do these things or budget some dollars to hire somebody else to do these things. That person, they don't have to be local. I mean, you, sure. we talked about you know local search engine agencies, um, but it could be it could be somebody from the other side of the country. It could exactly, and, and for a lot of uh, this again SEO strategy, they don't necessarily have to know the local market because at the end of the day, if they know the search engines, that's what's going to help you. So yes, you could use any sort of vendor, uh, no matter where they're at nationally, as long as they know what they're doing from an SEO perspective they can help you. And generally, they're either paid uh, based on a project basis. So it could be, hey, if I want you to audit my website, clean up my directory listings, so all those pages out there that have my name, address, phone number, create my Google Plus profile, that could be just a one-time project. But if you also need help creating that fresh content, if you want help optimizing your site on an ongoing basis, if you want to get web analytics for how am I doing online and really grow your presence, then that may be a monthly fee that you would pay that firm to do that for you. So Alex, thank you very much. This isn't simple, but it's some, you know, you need to get the ball rolling and then it just becomes part of maintaining your business. Thank you very much for talking about this. Sure. No problem, Steve. Thanks for having me. The Need to Know podcast and its contents are the exclusive property of Paycorn Incorporated and may not be distributed without prior written consent. The subject matter in this podcast should not be considered tax, financial, or legal advice. For more information about this subject or other employee management solutions, please contact your Paycor specialist or visit Paycor.com. Thank you for your time.